Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I deliver a lottery check to Neverland, a settlement check to Hulkamania, and a welfare check to Katherine Heigl. Lend me some sugar. I am your neighbor. Hello, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Good. I don't see any headphones. You get a new microphone? No, I'm going free and clear right now. Okay. That's right. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. Free and clear. That's right. Scientology. (laughs) What's happening? What's going on? Oh, nothing. I'm just enjoying my morning here. Got a little cafe. I'm ready to, to, to gab and talk and... Pop my gums a little bit. All right. Very good. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. Yeah. So you know how um, sometimes doing a small thing for yourself can make like all the difference in the world in terms of your attitude and your outlook on life? Uh, It really does make a difference. Yes. All the difference. So this week I did a small thing for myself and it really just changed my whole world around. How'd you treat yourself? What do you do? Do you remember the old theme song to the Oprah Winfrey show from like 1990? Um, was there a like a like a, a flute involved? There was like a little flute involved, a little I feel, like I feel like uh, Quincy Jones. Yes, that's the one, the Quincy Jones like, one. Like, there you go. Like that. I found mm-hmm. it on YouTube. I don't know what made me think of it, but I went looking for it on YouTube. <laughs> And I found it, and in a triumph of the human spirit over technology, I downloaded it, and I made it my ringtone for my phone. Uh, (laughs) It's wonderful. Did it it ring today when I I buzzed you, or no? It didn't ring today when you did, but I was listening to it before uh, you called. So you were jamming out to it? I was jamming out to it. In fact, I just need you to listen to it. with that one she really should have because that just makes you feel like you're doing something with your life and you're just taking an hour out of your day at 4 p.m watching oprah yeah just to get caught up with friends yeah you know i downloaded it and i couldn't stop listening to it i listened to it on my drive to work on repeat now Mm -hmm. the song is like it's a minute and 40 seconds long so it's about 100 seconds long and my drive is about 45 minutes so you listened to it about 65 times before you got to work. I sure did. And, and then you stepped out of the car feeling like a new woman. I'm I sure. really did. A yeah. brand new day. I'm obsessed. Now, I have to admit that when you said that you did a little something for yourself, I just assumed you bought yourself a new pair of shoes <laughs> or a new pair of slacks from Banana Republic, mm-hmm. you know, just to treat yourself. Because I, I agree. You always need to get yourself a little something to put a little pep in your step. Pep That's back. true. That's true. A little purchase can, can really do the trick. But you don't always have to spend money. You don't always have to come out of your pocket to make yourself but feel usually, good. But usually I do, to be quite honest. <laughs> but uh, like last weekend, I went to the mall and I just, I went to the body shop and got myself 
a nice little body scrub. Oh. And that that was a nice little indulgence. Although the body shop is so like, you know, you know, totally well, you know me. I'm totally Jersey Mall all day. Sure. And I got myself a little body scrub so I can just wake up in the morning and, and feel snatched. And, and a clean. peach bellini candle? Uh, I didn't get any peach bellini candles. I'm still working on my other candles that I got before. I'm still working on uh, those teak woods. I'm still working on the mahogany teak wood. That's right. right. I love a body scrub. I oh, just talking about t- treating yourself. I love a, a body scrub at a Korean spa. Oh yeah, when when like the old four hundred pound man just goes to town, goes on, to town with sandpaper, like your, with sandpaper, like on your ankle, busting out all the dead skin. It feels so good. The last time I went to go do that, the the old Korean man who was mis- who was giving me the scrub down actually said to me, "Who told you to come here to do this? Because I didn't have any dead skin. Because I guess I've oh. been doing it too much." You basically got it down to the fifth layer. Yeah, he's like, "Your skin is clear." Next time someone tells you to come here, you say, "Get away from here. My skin is clear." He rhymed it like that, and I was like, "Okay." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. Yeah, those those are those are always. Uh, that that's that's definitely a cultural experience that you have when you go down to the Korean spa. It really is. The first time was unnerving because it is an intimate but public experience. Oh, definitely. Um, so yeah, you really have to just check whatever um, whatever hangups you might have check at the door. Check your inhibitions. Yeah, and draws at the door because everyone's naked up in there. Oh my gosh! Well, did I, I I told you about that? I told you about the whole uh, like that Russian day spa in San Francisco. Uh, I don't think you did. That, that, did we go on that adventure? Did no. I talk to that? Mm-mm. Anyway, long story short, it's kind of the same thing as like the Korean day spa, but it's co-ed. So that adds a whole nother element to it. And then there were some areas of the spa where it was clothing optional mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you really, you really kind of have to, to get in the right kind of mind frame and mindset. Um, you know, it was a lot of like sort of like tech people, like techie hipsters that were there, kind of like, you know, on their on their, you know, you know, their their Sunday weekend break and you know Sure. Everyone's everyone's adding. naked except for like a, an Apple Watch. Uh, basically, exactly. But don't but don't put it in the in the hot tub or no. you're in trouble. Void your Apple Care. Null and void. Um but yeah, that was kind of interesting. Of course, there's like that one sort of like really super bohemian couple that insisted on being completely butt naked in like the clothing required area because they really just wanted to get super free with it. Right. And I'm like, I don't need to see all that. That's an act of hostility. It really is. Right. It's so passive aggressive. Just, just throw a robe on. Yeah. Anyway. You know what? You can be naked over there. Right. Over the, like beyond the curtain. Go, yeah. go, go back over there and do whatever you have. Stop to. trying to break down borders. There's also, yeah. I always get uncomfortable at the, uh, some of the spas they have, they're not only co-ed, but there are children there. Oh no. Okay. That's it. Pump the brakes. Yeah. That's, that oh, doesn't a, make sense. That's to a me. whole nother situation there. That's a whole nother podcast. That is, that's a whole nother podcast, but that, that's like some crazy utopian, culty stuff that I just, I can't, I can't get down with. All I want is give me the damn body scrub. Let my pores open up. That's all. (sighs) Anyway. Anyway. So getting back to us, Mm -hmm. getting news, what's happening? 
Well, uh, speaking of Oprah, we might as well get this out of the way. She and her bestie, Tyler Perry, are apparently feuding. They're on the outs. Uh-uh, what happened? Well, I guess Oprah tried to give Tyler Perry some notes on <laughs> on one of his series on her network, some network notes, and he didn't take them too well. He didn't like her criticism and thinks that maybe she should mind her own business. And so I think it's caused some tension in their relationship. Okay, now is this the beginning of the end, or is this just like a, 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 a just a small tiff? This, I think, is a small tiff. I mean, because Tyler Perry is not wrong. His He's got three shows on that network. He's got For Better or Worse, he's got Love Thy Neighbor, and he's got The Haves and the Have-Nots, and they're all big hits. Right. Oprah's network was a big stinking failure, pretty much, until Tyler Perry came along and infused um, viewership and programming mm-hmm. into it. And so the people, the reason people turn into that network is because of Tyler Perry. So to some extent, he's right. Oprah should just mind his own business, mind her own business and let him do what she do what he does. I'm getting the gender pronouns confused, but it doesn't matter. You're getting Medea swapped and everything. Yeah. So he just wasn't here for any of her notes. Yeah. Apparently uh, she suggested that he hire some extra writers because the research found writing could be improved significantly. And Tyler was like, let me do what I do. Tyler does what he does and people go and flock to it. We've talked about that before. Yeah. And apparently she was like, well, don't forget that I'm the one that gave you a job when TBS let you go because he had those series on TBS. So I guess she pulled that card. But we ran this down last week. He's got that deal with Lionsgate. He does a Medea movie every year. And those those movies make money. He stays those paid. Those stay coming in. So Yeah. I don't know how much Oprah's paying him. Yeah. And speaking of which, I think that he also has a special Fox musical Easter special coming up called The Passion. Yeah. It's one of those live musical events. Is it a musical? I don't know. It's a musical event. I know Seal is going to be in it. Prince Royce is also going to be in it. Trisha Yearwood, I think, is in it. Trisha Yearwood. Does Tyler play Jesus in this? Probably. Oh, boy. He plays baby Jesus in this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just swaddled. Look for him in the manger. So yeah, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of projects going on. He's got. He's always got something in the works. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of Oprah, uh, I just saw a preview for another own show that's coming on where she's actually acting in it. Have you seen this? What's it called? No. Okay, let me just get this really quickly. I know I screwed my face up just now at the idea of Oprah acting again, but she was actually pretty good in Selma. She was only in it for a second, but she was good, and they knocked her yeah. down. No, yeah, and well, it's so sad because she really thought that she was going to get that Oscar nom that didn't happen. Well, nobody did that whole. Yeah, I'm going to say she was, she was, she wasn't alone. Yeah, don't take that personal, Oprah. In the snubbing, so uh, it's called Greenleaf. Sounds like a a tea. Is it from Herbalife? Uh, It's not like an Oprah. It's not like a reality show about her Oprah Chai or anything like that. Everywhere, we're all safe. But um, according to Variety, the series follows a strange daughter and disillusioned preacher, Grace Greenleaf, returning home on the occasion of the mysterious death of her sister. Upon re-entering the world of Memphis, the Memphis megachurch run by her parents, played by Lynn Whitfield and Keith David, she begins to realize... They play Oprah's parents? No, uh, no, 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 no. Oprah, Oprah is has not been mentioned yet. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Um, but after watching this little preview, she's got a little, she's got a little frizzy bob in it. Okay. And she's going head to head with Lynn Whitfield because so maybe she's sort of a uh, she and Lynn are not the best of friends in this series. Hmm. So expect 
a lot of calamity. I guess I'll look out for that. That's going to be on OWN? It's going to be on OWN. Yep. She needs to figure out a way to poach Shonda Rhimes. She really does. I don't think that's going to happen, though, because uh, Shonda is very happy and comfortable over at ABC. So she doesn't have to worry about that. And I believe that a new series is about to premiere from Shondaland called The Catch. Yeah, I saw that. What's this one about? Uh, I believe that it's uh, it's kind of like this Ocean's Eleven soapy uh, lighter series from, uh, from Shondaland. And it's about uh, this private investigator who is searching for a con man who happens to be her ex-husband. Oh, it stars the uh, the actress who I don't know if you've seen that series on Netflix. It was on it was on Netflix, but previously it was on AMC called The Killing. Nope. Uh, anyway, so it co-stars Peter Krause as well. So it's got, you know, a good lead and co-star. And uh, of course, it's already got it's it's been picked up for a, a 10, 10 episode first season run. And of course, I it's Shonda Rhimes. Of course. You can't. Shonda doesn't get denied at ABC. No, she doesn't. Although it, clearly the network notes on this one were like, Shonda, we love a relationship with you. We need a new series with some white people. Right. She was like, okay, damn all that diversity. Let's tamp it down a little bit. No more black people. Give us something no, vanilla. No more black leads. Hold on one second. Slow your roll. Yeah. So she gave them what they asked for. Yeah. Okay, girl. Here you go. But I'm sure there will be a lot of flavor and diversity in the sporting uh, characters that are that are on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to catch up with How to Get Away with Murder. I, I guess that uh, this week's episode was quite an explosive, surprising show. I saw so that, I, too, and I had to catch up because it's popped off. It's easy for me to fall off of How to Get Away with Murder because that show just gets to be too much for me. Mm-hmm. because Viola Davis is throwing every acting trick she has. She goes straight yeah. to a snotty, ugly cry at the in drop like, of a dime. It's too much. Zero to 60. Zero to 60. Yeah, and it's really easy to to binge watch that, that one, so I'm not right. too concerned. I'll catch up with it in a, in a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something something crazy happens. I just know it. I, I caught up know. this week. There was a big thing. I won't, I won't spoil it, but I will say she's got her big, thick, poetic justice braids in for half the season. Oh, really? Yeah, there's some heavy-duty flashbacking going on, and she's got these oh, really? crazy okay. braids in, so it's good. Okay, she's got cross... Does she, is she wearing cross-colors jeans at all? <laughs> <laughs> far back? Yeah. She's wow. in the That's What Girls Are Made of video with Raven Simone. <laughs> well, I definitely have to tune in now. Yeah. Now, speaking of braids, I was just curious. Now, you know, we talked about, you know, the people versus OJ last week and all the cast of characters that were kind of involved in the entire circus of the entire trial. However, and I maybe maybe Ryan Murphy is just holding out on this. Will we get a Star Jones cameo in this at all? And how to get away with murder? No, no, no. With the on the people versus OJ. Do you think we'll get a Star Jones cameo? I don't because think that's... so. Was she involved at all in that? Uh, yeah, she was like the court TV correspondent, and she used to wear the brandy braids, and she used to give us a rundown of what was happening, at, you know, for the, for the day of the trial every day on court TV. You don't remember this? I don't remember that. Where Star Jones became a star. Oh my goodness! So we have to get a cameo. I mean, I just found out that um, one of the assistant attorneys on Johnny's team is Sean Holly. It was Lindsay Lohan's lawyer. Yeah. 
Yeah. So now I'm just obsessed with those periphery characters. And now with this, yeah, we need to, sh- we need a star Jones cameo. I'm yeah. surprised she hasn't been on TV talking, being like a pundit. Cause Marsha Clark has been popping up. She was on the view this week talking about, Oh, what do you think? of you know, American crime story. What do you think of the portrayal and yada, yada, yada. I'm surprised star Jones isn't everywhere talking about, I was there too. Right. I was, I was right there at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a peep from her. Although, you know, Star's, Star's busy because she's working on uh, her new VH1 series that was uh, just recently given the green light. Uh, it's um, The series is basically um, based off of her her book called Satan's Sisters. Right, which is, is based like, off her. Based off of her time on The View. And right. you know who the star is? Yes, I do. Vanessa Williams. Oh, she's winning everything. Oh, thank goodness. They better, they better do right by her. They really have to get this one together. Yeah. Because, I mean, it has all the elements of a hit series. Uh, now, the VH1 part kind of right. gives me a bit yeah. of a mm, screw face. Right. But it could be really good. Has VH1 had a successful scripted series? Well, I guess you could say that that Queen Latifah series, the Single Ladies Club, was that what it was called? Yeah, with Stacey Dash was on that for a second. Was that was that was that the series? So they kind of dipped their toes in in, in scripted, but um, hopefully they've they've learned a lesson or two from that and uh, can apply it to to Star's show because I think it will be really 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 good. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I'll be yeah, Vanessa Williams plays the Barbara Walters character. Oh, of course she does. Yeah. Way to throw them off the trail. But you know what? I think they should add a little bit of like meta to the series and cast Sherry Shepard as as oh. like one of the panelists. Mm. Sherry is now, a sometimes contributor still on The View. She's just back yeah. into that circle again. She's not trying I, to mess up that check for a VH1 check. Out. Might want to watch out. Yeah. But I always said that I don't understand why Sherry and Tina Fey didn't do like a 30 Rock-esque kind of send-up of The View and make it a comedy series for ABC, uh, NBC. But I guess this is what we're getting now on, on the VH1 series. Although yeah. it's kind of soapy. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. We've always said that it should have been... Like, that's where Maya Rudolph should have gone. Missed opportunities Missed all opportunity. Around. That stupid whatever show she had with uh, Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. Christina Applegate, that Up All Night show. Should have been that damn kid. They should have, you know, spun off Will Arnett, Will Arnett, gotten rid of Christina Applegate, gotten rid of that little baby that looks like Larry Burkhead, and just focused on Maya Rudolph's character, that talk show element. And then with, when that part didn't work, spun it into a daytime roundtable talk show and brought in all the funny ladies. There's so many opportunities. Exactly. Like just a keep daytime your- 30 rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep your hands on the 10 and the 2 and just ride that thing to the wheels fall off. But they just didn't. They just didn't do it. Yeah. People are just committed to dumb ideas. It's true. Another dumb idea. Listen, I will tell you one place I will not be taking a vacation. Mm -hmm. North Korea. No kidding. I ain't going. You know what I've seen? What's that? Broke down palace one too many times. Is that that one with Claire Danes? And Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. It should be like required like viewing for anyone who's going on one of these like adventure vacations to like a, you know, a, a dictatorship. Yeah. You know, like, anyone with a passport and a wild idea. 
Like just, just, just slow down. Don't, don't, don't do it to yourself. But people still constantly do this. So what happened this time? Twenty-one-year-old <sighs> UVA student, of course, decided to go to North Korea, and apparently he was staying at a hotel, and he, as a prank, uh, decided to steal one of the hotel signs. And the North Koreans were having none of that, right? At all. We don't have he, punked here. No, no, no. Mm-mm. That we call this just the law. Uh, and when he was trying to board the plane to leave, they shut it down. They put him in cuffs and they put him on trial. Trial lasted about an hour, and now <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, an hour later, it's a nightmare. Uh, an hour later, uh, the court decided that he should serve 15 years hard labor in a North Korean prison. Hard labor. Welcome to the next 15 years of your life. Like breaking rocks, and and yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. even know about this one, but it, I just don't understand. Haven't we seen this play out time and time and time again? Al Gore was just there rescuing some white girls. Bill or was Clinton, it, yeah, tried, yeah. It was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was there because Lisa Lang's sister. That's right. Was a little bit too close to the border in China, and they swapped her up. Yeah. So, I mean, just I mean, please just take notes from 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 previous happenings here. Stay it, away from there. To go. Just don't go. Never ever. Go to Seoul. I I even had hesitations about watching the interview. I didn't want to watch yeah. that movie. I, I didn't. I didn't play that one on my Netflix. No, no. Mm-mm. I didn't want any sort of like anonymous style attack. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't want any Viva for Vendetta announcement about my social security number being sent to North Korea for retribution. No way. Mm-mm. Well, just don't go. Don't 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 go on vacation with Korea. It's not a good idea. It's, it's not a vacation. It's never a vacation. Unless going to a labor camp is part of your plan, don't right. go to North Korea. Unless, uh, you know, busting boulders and eating, like, old corn bits from, like, goat dookie is your... <laughs> then don't go there. Right. Anyway. Although, so, I will go to Koreatown for that Korean fried chicken. Oh, that Korean fried chicken is off the chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely go and do that. For that's sure. A, that's as much as I'll risk. That's that's as far as you'll go. But see, that again, that's more, I don't think, that, you know, that's uh, a South Korean. <laughs> so we're good. So you're okay. Right. You're fine. We have diplomatic relations there. We have good, strong diplomatic ties in South Korea. Wonderful. And yeah, I, I'm always very thankful for that, like, triple fried fried chicken. How do they do it? I don't know what they do. It's a secret. There is something secret about that. It's that soy, and garlic. There's, there's another place in New York on St. Mark's that does a good Korean fried chicken. And then they also serve sweet potato fries. And mm. they're just so delicious. Maybe maybe this kid got it all confused and he was trying to go and search for the, the original recipe. Yeah. Well, it doesn't speak much to the American college system then if that's what happened. He got the kernel all right. He was the miseducated. Wrong- yeah, right. He got the yeah. wrong colonel for sure. Got the wrong colonel. Colonel Kim Jong Il was not having it mm-hmm. at all. Oh well. I hope nobody goes after him because I always get mad at stuff like that. When, when Bill Clinton had to step in to rescue Lisa Ling, I always think it's just like those kids that go on these wild adventure hikes off into the woods, and then mm-hmm. they fall down a canyon and have to get airlifted out of right. a, a ravine. 
using like public resources. Exactly. And it's such a waste of money. Yeah. I want them just just in the same way that those kids have to pay for that helicopter ride. If that kid gets rescued, I want him to have to reimburse the American government for absolutely all of those fees. Absolutely. But he's already paid so much in like in just like the the shamefulness and the embarrassment of it all. Because I don't know if you've seen any of the videos of him confessing to the the stealing of the sign, but they make him say all this crazy stuff. And then when they like like take him out of the courtroom, it's really weird because he's like they're basically like dragging him, but it's like it's really a weird like like robotic sort of like movement, and it's just awkward and strange and just so so embarrassing, so weird. They probably shackled his ankles. Probably. Ugh. Maybe he's smuggling some of that chicken. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Not gonna have much to eat at that labor camp. No, he's not. Oh my god! You know what? I hope he gets out. I think he'll probably get out. Like you know, they always end up getting out in like six months, and you know, so. <laughs> well, okay. I hope so too. For him too. As big a dummy as he is, I would not wish that on anybody. No way. Ugh. Hey, you know what? I think you know. I think we have a new listener. Do we? Who's that? I think it's Solange Knowles. Okay. And yeah. Why is that? Because it's recently been announced. Now you know when we were, I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Why isn't any? We need more like black girl magic in the market of uh, lifestyle brands, yeah, sites." Mm-hmm. And apparently, Solange Knoll has heeded the call, and she is now relaunching her uh, e-commerce shop on her Saint Huron website. And I think this is kind of the beginnings of her black boop empire. I like it. Mm-hmm. Black girl moguling. Yeah. Support black business. Um, there was a report uh, on WWD that said that some of the things that she'll be, um, some of the brands that she'll be offering on the site will include items from uh, Tacitile Matter, Yvonne Cohn, Morgan Parrish, and Bloom and Plume from Aww. our friend Maurice Harris. How yeah. exciting is that? That is exciting. Shout out wow. to Maurice Harris of Bloom and Plume. That's huge. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So just for that, I'm excited about the whole thing. His I'm, arrangements I'm, are beautiful. Oh my God. He is a genius. If you haven't seen his floral arrangements, just go to Bloom and Plume. His Instagram is really funny. His Instagram is off the chain. And oh his my. hashtag game? His hashtag game is out of this world. It's absurd. It's crazy. So go check out Bloom and Plume on Instagram. You will not regret it at all. Yeah. I got to buy my calendar. I wonder if um, Solange will also be offering like discarded Beyonce albums. Or like items, <laughs> albums or items, both. Like just like download, like download tracks, like discarded tracks. Like, will I be able to get Beyonce's cover of uh, "In the Club," that Fifty Cent song? Will I be able to get that on on vinyl from Solange? You know, okay, do you know that I constantly am searching for that on MP3? I used to have it ages ago when it first I'll came out. I'll send it to you. I have it. Oh, great. Okay, because then I try to YouTube it, and they've, like, wiped it off the internet. Mm-mm. Parkwood don't play. They do not play. And I don't think – I'm sorry. I know that they're close, but they ain't that close. I don't think that Solange has any of those publishing rights. Hmm. Well, not- if nothing else, I want to be able to get a big, curly 
I decided wig. Oh, I, you definitely can. You can get an I decided wig, and you can probably get a sparkly mini skirt uh, from her sandcastle video. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so you'll be all set this Halloween. <laughs> no problem. No problems with that. Speaking of music publishing, um, Michael Jackson just makes money all day, every day. Hand over dead zombie thriller fist. Posthumous money making. I mean, that's really when you're rich. When you've passed on to the other side and you've crossed over. And you're, but you're still, still generating billions. You're you're still cashing checks from the other side. That's That's... That's some boss stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's going on with Michael? So basically, uh, Sony Music is, I think they just closed the deal or are closing the deal soon to buy back Michael Jackson's share of um, publishing rights. Way back when, Michael Jackson, I think, spent $11 million to buy Sony's publishing rights to get a 50% stake in all of Sony artists publishing. Paul McCartney tipped him off to this investment deal early on. And it was a big sort of break in their friendship was because Paul told him about this. And then Michael Jackson went around and bought the rights to all the Beatles songs. Really quick. Yeah. This was after say, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because they were still smiling and high fiving. They were on the back of that wagon in that video Probably during like, you know, a lunch break over at Craft Services, Paul McCartney was talking about publishing and put this idea in Michael's ear. And then Michael went around, swooped around and got it and snatched up all these Beatles royalties, uh, publishing right. But okay. he went in and got 50% of all Sony had at the time. And then since then, Sony has merged with ATV. Um, and so their catalog has grown and grown. And now it includes copyrights to uh, artists, including the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, Queen, Calvin Harris, Taylor Swift, like everybody, everybody who's got who's a Sony deal. And so wow. Sony is buying back his 50% stake uh, for a massive $750 million. So that's okay. Just to break the math down, he mm-hmm. originally invested Eleven million dollars. Yeah, and now is the estates walking away with seven hundred and fifty million, a lump sum buyout. Now, mind you, every year um, because of this deal, Sony has been kicking out a check to the Michael Jackson estate from like between fifteen and twenty million dollars every year since he's had that deal. So, all in after all is said and done, after this buyout, their estate will have made at least one point five billion dollars. Oh, okay. See, so that's the thing. Michael knew this from a long time ago. That's why we all we caught him buying like those weird porcelain monkeys, <laughs> pianos, right? Because he knew his money was long. Although he was still at like two hundred and fifty million dollars in debt, he knew that it would take like two years to right. pay down debt. Like Susie Orman didn't have to worry about him. Exactly. Ever. Yeah, that's okay. amazing. That's incredible. And and. Uh, yes, Sony is buying back this this portion of the, the, his fifty percent stake, but he, this estate will still own ten percent in a separate EMI music publishing deal, which means that if they ever buy that out, that'll be another like two twenty two fifty million dollars. Okay, you know if the money ever gets short again, if those kids ever blow through that money. So Prince blanket blanket will have as many Brazilian blowouts to keep his locks aflowing. That's like right. He, he has no words. Like he's, he's going to be well taken care of. Those kids don't care that Michael yeah. Jackson is not their real father. They know it, but they're like, this is our real money. 
That's right. So we're we're good. I Little don't blanket is like that. Salma Hayek may be my biological mother. You know what? But this money is right. And he, he still not. never smiled. He'll probably get that. <laughs> Those kids get eighty thousand dollars a month in allowance. He'll get this this new um What does a kid do with eighty thousand dollars a month? I have no idea. If you're blanket, you don't smile. You don't smile. You're just so happy. And ear to ear. You're so happy all the time. You're just mad about it. I guess so. You you, you have nothing to be upset about. Not a damn thing. <sighs> hmm. I mean, he can't yeah. still be mad about being dangled out the window that time. He could be. That's a very scarring experience. I guess so. You try it. <laughs> no, thanks. Unless someone <laughs> promises me that somewhere down the line, I'm going to get a get big half a billion dollar windfall. Right. You're not You'd dangling me out of anything. Now. You'd be doing acrobatics out on the terrace, too. <laughs> Whatever happened with that 3T reality show, that kind of came and went. Do we know? Did they make a comeback album? I don't think they got a season two. I don't I think, think so. they got a comeback album. I think they went and got in line with the other with the other Jacksons, the Jackson Four, to put their hands out. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Hey, kids!" Maybe that's, why, maybe that's why Janet canceled part of her tour because she was like, "I've got to get back to L.A." Right. I need to be first in line. <laughs> right. She has nothing to worry about. She's married to a billionaire. Yeah, she's probably relieved. She's like, "They'll stop asking me for money now." Stop asking me for a check. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good for mm-hmm. them. I'm happy for that money. I don't know if I'm happy for all this money Hulk Hogan looks like he's about to get. Oh, yeah. Big, 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 big case. Yeah. Uh, Big, dirty money. So uh, the courts awarded him $115 million in his case against Gawker Media, right? Yeah, for publishing his sex tape without permission. They, They aired like a minute and a half of it. Mm-hmm. And he only sued for a hundred million dollars, and then they were like, "That's not enough." Here's, Here's one fifteen. Yeah, you get fifteen more million. Now, now here's the thing. Now, was it? He, I, I I barely really know like the ins and outs of this. No pun intended. But <laughs> um, wasn't like this like the, the like the security cam footage of because he was having like an affair with his best friend's wife, right? He was right. the other part involved in the in the video. So wouldn't I mean who released the video? Shouldn't shouldn't they have uh, some sort of responsibility in this too? Yeah, I mean because uh, that the whole Aaron Andrews thing just happened. She just won a big. Right. She only won fifty five million, by the way. And she sued mm-hmm. the Marriott for for ha- giving out her hotel room and having some random stalker neighbor reverse her peephole and secretly mm-hmm. film her and put her on the internet. And she's still on the internet. She sued for 75. She only got 55, which is a big win. Mm-hmm. But half of that has to come from the stalker and half of that is coming from Marriott Hotels. So she may not see any of that money, ultimately. Right. And like I feel like she was she has a legitimate case she was legitimately violated and she's probably entitled to much more money. She has more of a career than Hulk Hogan has at this point, but somehow he ends up with $115 million suing Gawker. I don't see any individual person named. He's he's just gone after this media outlet for having posted it, but not for the person who took the video. Or maybe they don't know. But I yeah. somehow feel like this was consensual. I feel like he was involved in some sort of wife swap with his friends his friend's wife 
Yeah, this is some sort of like desperate housewives situation. Something, something was, something was a foul. Yeah, something was a foul, and I think something is a foul. And I think they were trying to say that, like, ultimately, this case comes down to uh, an argument about the First Amendment right guaranteeing free speech and free press, and the Fourteenth Amendment, um, which is about a right to privacy. I mean, I don't know. Hulk is. Hulk has not had uh, a lot of luck in uh, the recorded medium uh, because wasn't he just busted a couple months ago dropping the N-word? Like, yeah, hard. Hard N-words. On like a telephone, a couple telephone recordings. So, you right. know. And he didn't sue anyone over that. That shit came out. He was embarrassed and he apologized. We, I mean, We should be suing him for that. Yeah, seriously. Maybe that, maybe that. hopefully that'll be a condition in the settlement is that you get 115 million, but 80 million of it has to go to Black Lives Matter project. Exactly, exactly. And also, we should get some sort of um, arrangement for like pain and suffering because remember that Brooke Hogan, all, <laughs> all those remember times that? they tried to make her happen. When they tried to make her happen and like unleash her her vocals on our ears. Mm mm. Pressing no. charges. <laughs> yeah. He better spend it wisely. Although I don't think this is the end. I think that Gaku will probably be appealing. This. Oh, for sure. They they definitely need to appeal. I mean, half the argument here, I, I guess part of the, the problem with their case is they had a couple of key witnesses that were suppressed that they weren't allowed to put on the stand. But whatever, without getting into the details of that, I think part of the argument is always, you know, a leak like this, putting his naked indiscretion online damages his career and his opportunity to make money off of his brand hulk mm-hmm. hogan like where's the damage he wasn't going to make 115 million dollars off of anything wme no. dropped him after his n-word rant yeah he's got old creaky knees he is not you know body slamming anybody yeah he can barely Ever. keep his tips blonde mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah. and that's he's only really got tips because whatever's <laughs> under that uh handkerchief is some like follicular challenges okay yeah he's got one of them giant planetarium heads like ll cool j he's always got to keep it under wraps that always really surprises me when that gets revealed like every time (laughs) he takes a hat off and he does do it a lot on that ncis show right like wow (laughs) this is so much of it cranium it's like yeah there it's is a, a lot mutant of that don't. peanut M&M. That is one big old chocolate milk dud. It's a special effect. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who could use a few dollars? Me. <laughs> you, me, and Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Use of, a few. He was banished from the Shonda universe. Yeah. She was exiled. And it goes to show you, you don't cross Shonda Rhimes. You really don't. And you know, it's interesting because Katherine Heigl really fucked up her Hollywood white girl status. Because she was supposed to have it all. And it's interesting because we always talk about, like, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, obviously Oscar So White, that whole thing. Let's boycott the industry. They don't support us. Every now and then, the industry will cannibalize one of their own. I mean, this thing happened to uh, Misha Barton. She was the same. Yeah. She was the stunning young ingenue, breakout star of a hit TV show who overreached yep. and it got rejected. Flat on her face. And this is what we see that's happening with Catherine, he- Catherine Heigl right now. Yeah. So what's going on with K- Katie? Well, she's doing kitty litter commercials. Katie's doing kitty litter commercials. Katie's doing kitty litter. I mean, and they're not fresh up commercials. It's some off-brand I've never heard of. 
Oh, man. It's called, like, Cat Pride or something like that. Let's hear it. Duke Meowington says you're ignoring his needs. What? I take care of the litter box? You two should try Cat's Pride. Cats are complicated. Great litter is simple. Look for ultimate care in the green jug. He would like you to pet him now. But just for three seconds or he'll scratch the crap out of you. Well, at least you can say she's still kind of, like, flexing her, like, uh, medical determined like <laughs> muscles from Grace. she plays like a psychiatrist okay is, this, is she trying to send a secret message to shonda that she can still handle the dialogue she's like can we please can you please put me back in coach yeah yeah like do you want to do a, a spin-off of a veterinarian series right cat cat docs yeah because i can do it i'm ready to work i'll come back for half the price I don't know. Like, she has no shame in her game, though, because I feel like she has filmed a few other commercials in the last Yeah. She did a Zequel commercial a couple years ago. That's right. And she came, you know, she she woke up refreshed after taking, you know, popping a couple Zequels. Now, I don't know what that check looks like because, I mean, does she go into the audition like any other actor? Like, is, is like Catherine Heigl... You know, over there at like whatever three three one sunset at the casting studio, and just sitting in the waiting room like everybody else. Or I is think this at like- this point she is? I think Catherine Heigl has to audition, okay. and she hears a lot of no's at this stage in her career. This I mean, just- she fucked up. She got on Shonda's shit list. She pissed off Judd Apatow after uh, Knocked Up came out, and she called it sexist. Yeah, she bit she- too many hands. She yeah, won an she- Emmy. Remember she- that Emmy winner. Well, this is what happens. Now, but I think that I read that she recently filmed a pilot uh, called Doubt on CBS, mm. uh, where she plays a lawyer. Okay. Uh, I don't believe uh, it went to series because she was not wearing a lace front litigation. <laughs> so, right. But you know what? I believe that um, Laverne Cox is also co-starring in that pilot as well. But really? I don't know if it actually got picked up to series. Yeah. Now I'm interested. Now you're interested to see what happens, but Laverne I mean, it's on CBS. well, the series or the pilot, if she just filmed a kitty litter commercial. No. But in Catherine's defense, apparently this commercial uh, is sort of a part of some charity that she and her husband are um, working with or something like that. So, you know, right. she was doing a charity, y'all. Her own charity, really. Okay. Catherine Heigl's Pockets Foundation, but, you know. Right. I'm not mad at her hustle. I kind of feel like maybe I'll need to stop shitting on her. She's kind of, she's like a black single mother right now. You think I mean, she's out there trying to keep kid cuisines on the table. That's right. She's got to make that, those lunchables happen somehow. Yeah. And have a couple dollars left over to get them Newport. She loves. Mm-hmm. Well, best of luck to her. She's out there struggling with the rest of us. I'm not mad. I'm not rooting for a comeback for Catherine Heigl, but I'm not going to resist it. <laughs> Speaking of other working mothers, uh, Mariah Carey just got a new job. That's right. Mm-hmm. Coming soon to our TVs is the Mariah Carey documentary series called Mariah's World. Yeah. And it's going to be an eight-part reality show on the E! Network. That's the part of it I have a problem with. E? E. Because you think there's going to be some sort of weird crossover with the Kardashians? Well, or? I hope not. Well, they're probably for sure going to be the, at least those interstitials we're going to have to watch. I just feel like someone of Mariah, Mariah Carey's status, it could, they're calling it a docuseries. 
but it's just going right. to be some fluff piece. It's going to be some keeping up with the Kardashians fluff piece. I don't know what production company is behind it. I hope it's not Ryan Seacrest Productions because no, it's Brenna, it's Brenna Murray. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. I so know. It could, could be, be good. Small. It could be good. I know Buna Murray is famous for the real world, but they also picked up Project Runway, so they're capable of doing something with good production value. Yeah, this is in, definitely in capable hands. Um, you know, and the E E does need a, a new hit. I mean, they've been trying to turn out a few reality shows. They have that WWE Divas, and then they had one. They had a series about like uh, cycling instructors. What? Which I was like. Like Soul so Cycle? It it wasn't Soul Cycle. It was like an off-brand Soul Cycle, and it was like a a Sophie Sexy, you know, reality series with of the instructors, you know, hmm. called like I don't know, Sit and Spin. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but, you know. I would tune in for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they kind of need a new kind of reality hit. Maybe this is it. Maybe. And like I said before, if it's anything like her appearance on MTV Cribs back in the day, this is going to be great. I feel like Mariah Carey is the true heir to the Michael Jackson kooky celebrity billionaire legacy. Yeah, most definitely. And we know, well, Mariah is not new to the reality game by any means. I mean, she was on American Idol and she gave us a few gems there. But Mm -hmm. let's not forget her 2001 TRL appearance where she was giving out ice cream in nothing but a t-shirt yeah that strip tease and ice cream cart that was like y2k mariah breakdown yeah i started working at trl the the year after that i was like i have to get down there something important is happening something's going on down there i've got to be a part of it i've got to be in the know now did you get any sort of like behind the scenes stories about what really went down well, yeah, everybody was really confused because she wasn't supposed to be there. She wasn't even a scheduled guest that day. She just sort of dropped in and uh-huh. was like, I want to come on. And of course, uh, I think Carson was hosting at the time. He was like, he he was friends with all of those pop, pop kids. So he was like, yeah, come on. It'll be great, blah, blah, blah. And so nobody knew what she was going to do. And then she just sort of had this meltdown on camera. Was this during Charm Bracelet or was this during Glitter? I think it was right after Glitter. I think it was right after Glitter where the wheels fell off. Now, yeah. you know, I actually recently just rewatched this TRL meltdown. And okay. by, like, today's standards, it's really not that. It's pretty serious. tame. It's so tame. She came on there. She was being free, and she was throwing, you know, uh, you know, uh, ice cream cones at people. I feel but, like she had a tight high pony. She had a very high tight pony, and maybe that that explains the the breakdown, or like at least the flow the of break the, breakdown, the restricted flow of blood to the brain. Yeah, maybe that's it. The, the pony was too tight. That's all, and she just lost a little bit of oxygen. She didn't have to check into rehab for exhaustion for it. No. Just the pony was too tight. That's how you explain that. Here we go again at this dummy solving mysteries. <laughs> that's right. Case closed. Mm-hmm. Tight pony. That's Moving it. on. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I think yeah, in, yeah. A, in a world where we live in now, where we've had Britney Spears stab a Volkswagen with an umbrella after shaving her head, like yeah. Mariah Carey handing out ice cream on TRL is not a big deal. Right, right. But I feel like Mariah still even gets a little bit more shade from her breakdown than even Britney does. You know, Britney's is like, you can't talk about it. You can't, you can't mention anything about, you know, the sh- head shaving incident. 
But with Mariah, there's still like, I don't know, maybe no, maybe I'm wrong. I, everyone remembers Britney's breakdown. Yeah. Never yeah, everyone remembers Britney's breakdown and also the tragedy of Britney's breakdown. She still hasn't I, gotten her life back. I guess that's the thing, too. I feel like people are more sympathetic to Britney's breakdown because Britney's was definitely like a medical emergency. Mariah's was just kind of I think that she was just kind of like trying to break free of all of the reins of all of her handlers, because I think at that time still she was just kind of like under the thumb of like managers and publicists and this and that. And, you know, she had a failure with glitter and she was just being overworked. And she was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to get into my Hanes super long tea, put my stilettos on (laughs) Mm -hmm. and go get some good humor ice cream and give it out to the fans. And give it to my friends. Who cares? Big deal. So what? So, Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm not mad. And like we said before, she looks, she's looking great these days. Oh yeah, she's been hitting her notes at her contact in her concerts. Snatch together. She freshly reshaded Jennifer Lopez. Oh yeah, she did. Can we? Can we? Can we go to that clip? Yes. Okay. One autograph. Hi, how are you? How are you? You look so amazing. Oh, you're so sweet. What do you think about people still referencing "I don't know her" all these years later? I still don't know her. She's back. She said she still doesn't know her. Still don't know her. Oh, man. So, of course, I'm going to tune in to Mariah's World. That should be her next single, Still Don't Know Her. Yes, um, it should. Oh, that's a good one. Still Don't Know You. Um, And also, uh, back to, I mean, Mariah has had other reality moments uh, of infamy. Uh, Her MTV Cribs episode is reality gold. Yeah. I mean, doing the Stairmaster and the stilettos. With the champagne. With the champagne, getting into the hot tub. That's like one of the best Cribs episodes ever. Mm -hmm. That and Red Man. (laughs) You can't forget Red Man, but yeah. yeah. So I hope that she has the brat as a guest star on her her show. Yeah, I think the brat is still in the squad. Oh, she's definitely in the squad. I mean, they've, they've, they've been, you know thickest thieves for quite a long time and now that brat has you know come out of jail and i think that she's like on like dish dish nation or something as like a correspondent or something yeah like something that. like that so she's she's very familiar with being in front of the camera too so i hope that she makes a couple of uh, guest turns on the reality show as well how would we feel about the brat being a new member of the real housewives of atlanta i'd be absolutely all right with that i'd be real into that that's a whole they need to diversify we're having a lot of ideas here today we are really churning out the ideas, but that brat one is something. I think they need to replace Kim Fields and throw the brat up into the mix. 100%. Well, they're going to have to up their insurance uh, <laughs> because we know the brat is not afraid of, of throwing bottles. No, they're going to have to have those candy glass breakaway bottles. Yeah, everyone may have to be wearing helmets on the next season if that were the case. Yeah. So, but it. I, mean, I guess it would lend to interesting television. Mm-hmm. Great. These are all free ideas, by the way. You're welcome. You can just pick them up, mm-hmm. pick them up. So yeah, it looks like Mimi is really getting in line, has her life together, and she's you know ready to you know open this next chapter of her life. Yeah. Now there are other pop divas in the news, and you know what? I have been reading about this for for a couple weeks now and i was like you know what i can't but i guess we need to talk about madonna 
we need to talk about Madonna. We need to talk about Madonna. People. What is going on with her? Well, a what? lot. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot happening here. She's, she's really yeah. showing her ass literally and figuratively. She's a 57-year-old woman on the verge. But I thought she had it so together. She did. Now, can you tell us what's going on? Well, I think she's just she's been having like tears of a clown, drunken tricycle moments on stage, cursing out yeah. her trainer for for sleeping with her boyfriend. You know, uh, lamenting her custody, custody yeah, her custody saga most, on stage. And most recently, she called a fan up to the stage, and she exposed her boob to millions of people. I mean, it's not the first time she's assaulted someone sexually on stage. Didn't she yeah, deep throat no. Drake oh, on stage? Oh, that's right. And that, oh gosh, Drake was not, it was not a sexy time. No. He had to yeah. go straight to the clinic. Yeah, <laughs> you know. He did. Well, um, at least that's what he said. I don't know. I'm still really skeptical of this. I think this is, is still manufactured drama, and, and Madonna knows exactly what she's doing. I don't think that she's spy- – like, after being in the business for 500 years, right. you think that now is the time for her to spiral out of control? No. I think that she's just trying to get some press. I, don't, I think these Rebel Heart tickets really aren't selling that that's that's what I think. I think you're probably right. At this point, we can't put anything past Madonna. You can't put a single thing past Madonna and just assume yeah. that everything is orchestrated and calculated because she's been at it for far too long. Yeah. Um, I think but that, I think like, that with, the stuff with her kid though is probably real. Oh, her custody battle with her son? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's definitely real. But all these like sort of touring shenanigans and things like that, I think this is all orchestrated. Definitely. Yeah. This is this is all under her control. And, you know, Madonna's always said she doesn't like being out of control. So this whole drinking thing just doesn't necessarily ring true to me either. Right. But I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of monitor the situation as it unfolds to see if. Sure. If anything pops off, we'll hear about it. Now, when she's kind of strutting around with a shaved head and an umbrella, then okay. Then we'll convene an emergency session. We'll, yeah, we'll call a 5150 on her and then we'll... Code Cheetos you know. for Madonna. Right. Well, at long last, um, Gwen Stefani's album has finally come out. It's Speaking here. of mom pop. It's here. Mm-hmm. I wish I was more excited about it actually finally arriving. Have you listened? I previewed it. And there... Uh, I have a week maybe for make me like you and i have i think a strong maybe for misery but there's really nothing else on that album for me yeah i mean it just feels like it was kind of a rushed deal and i know she's done a lot of press saying like she finally had an album that like felt like authentic to her you know in 2014 she was supposed to release an album uh, after Start the Fire and the other single, Baby Don't Lie. But mm-hmm. I guess she kind of scrapped it because she felt like it just wasn't her. Uh, you know, in, in terms of like the process of making the album, uh, the the record, you know, Heads had sort of curated a bunch of songs from different writers and Gwen just kind of wasn't really into that sort of idea. Right. Although everybody does that right now. Yeah. Um, she just didn't feel like it was it, it was right for her. Um, I think there's something to what you're saying, though, because that's what 
about it feeling rushed because she's saying she wrote half the songs in January. Like she just finished this album. I think the story behind the album is much more interesting than the product itself. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It just feels like her, you know, this whole sort of like divorce, you know, post-divorce relationship and her being on the voice um, is kind of, you know, eclipsing anything outside of that, especially the music. So yeah, this doesn't, you know, it's not really working, not really working. I mean, in terms of the album on a scale of like, I don't even know what kind of scale it is. It feels like a very low conservative ponytail to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's not, it's not giving me the poppy fun side pony that Gwen usually makes me feel like wearing, you know, I'm wearing a low conservative ponytail and it's tucked into my turtleneck. A hundred percent. You know, that's, you know, like right now it's just, it's like, I don't know. All the songs kind of feel a little bit like generic versions of things that we've heard six months ago. Like, so she's trying to ride this sort of like, you know, contemporary pop wave, but she's so behind. And maybe it's because some of the songs were from the original album and those songs sonically sound like what, what was really popular then. Maybe. Um, but it, you know, it just feels like too safe. I it think does. she's like recording this album for people who watch The Voice. So it's for like, you know, it's it's for Becca in Lanesboro, Missouri. It's not for the kids who are working it. At <laughs> shout Tiger out Hill. Becca. Right. Shout out to Becca. You know, but like, I really want her to give the kids a Tiger Heat some beats. And she's not doing that. Yeah, she's not doing that at all. I mean, this music, especially Make Me Like You, that that song is quintessential mom pop. That's a song you bop to while you're in the fitting room at Macy's getting a deal. It's not terrible, but you leave it at the store. It doesn't leave with you. Mm-mm, doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't um, go anywhere. Yeah. I will say, I mean, and you know, I like, you know, Gwen is an Orange County girl. We all know that. But, you know, I like when she goes up to South Central and she gives us an R&B or a hip-hop beat. And you don't really get all that much of that on this album. And She's got that her, one song with Betty Wop. That's about it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is kind of one of the only ones where I'm kind of like bopping it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no sign of Pharrell anywhere on this album. No. And I went through and I, I looked at the list of producers on this one and he's not on there. And I was, not I was at like, all. Okay, who are the collaborators? What are the tracks I need to look out for? I was trying to see. I didn't recognize any of the names. I know she's a songwriter, so she had a hand and it's very confessional because this is all her experience in the last year. So it's all her sort of processing the the demise, the death of her relationship. Sorry. Yeah, she took us to the diary room and not mm-hmm. to the club. You know, I mean, yeah. And the thing is, like, Ferran and Gwen Stefani are like peanut butter and jelly to me. Like, they go together. Yeah. Why Why is he nowhere on this album? Uh, he probably was on, and he did do that Start the Fire song, which I uh, was kind of lukewarm uh, on in the beginning anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it made me actually go back to Pharrell. I'm like, well, what happened? Is Pharrell out of beats? Is that the problem? Does Pharrell not have any beats to that give? Can't, I can't believe that. That can't, can't be true. But I did go back to listen to Pharrell's uh, girl album that he released, I think, in 2014, mm-hmm. just to kind of listen to the direction he's going in sonically. And if we can't get behind Gwen's new one, let's just go back to Pharrell. Go back to one of Pharrell's old ones. This is from let's 2014. To, I mean, I'm, Hunter is good. Come get it, Bay. I wasn't bad at. I like Gush, although the lyrics are a little bit, you know, triple mm-hmm. X rated, you know. 
But, like, in terms of the sound, like, I think that Gwen should have gone, like, because, you know, he's really relying heavily on kind of, like, that funky kind of, like, late 70s, early 80s kind of, like, disco funk thing. Yeah, that's but also, it's like, heavily synthesized, so it's modern. That's that's what she, she should have done, sort of, like, a, like a, a new wave Tina Marie Yes. The cult jam. She could have taken so what she already built on and it could have matured into something really interesting. Yeah, because we want we want like fun things. We want like creative things from Gwen. We want inventive things. And it just felt like she was trying to keep up with like current pop trends. And it just felt stale. It feels like she turned around and gave us an Amy Grant album. Yeah. So. I think that she's just trying to kind of fall in line with this sort of like whole Blake Shelton country crooner kind of feel. And it just, oh, it's failing me. It is failing me. The only part of this new look of hers that I can get behind is that on iTunes, the album artwork has her in a Sharon Stone black turtleneck with a nice blonde blowout or a nice blonde curl do. And I'm not mad at that image. I always like her curly blonde bombshell do. You can't go wrong with that. I'm wearing one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make myself feel better about this album. Anyway, I mean, uh, kudos for her. It's number one on iTunes right now. I'm glad. I'm glad at least she can get some sort of success because if this album didn't go to number one in the in the first week, she it would be like a curtain price. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Be a big problem. So I think that she definitely has a a follow up opportunity to this album to give the children what they want. I hope she does. Yeah. Hope she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if she she just gets this divorce out of her system, maybe she'll be fun again. Because I don't want to diminish the tragedy that was what happened. I mean, did we ever talk about what actually happened? Well, no, I don't think we did. I I didn't think, I don't think we did. I'm sure everyone has heard about it or read about it because it seems like it's in every single weekly Right. We all know that Gavin cheated with the nanny. It was one of those cliche stories. Yeah. Um, But the thing that, the like, the breaking point was that I guess he was sexting the nanny. Oh. He was sexting the nanny, and they had one of those iCloud iMessage situations. And so their sexes back and forth were coming through on her kid's iPad. (gasps) That's how she found out. So you can't mess with the cloud. Don't mess with the cloud. You think Don't. you want to be cute and sync your devices and then try to yeah. be slick on the sides. You can't. And I'm sure yeah. it was one of their assistants that set that shit up. It was like, oh, yeah, I've got your technology handled. Let right. me just make sure you guys are all in sync across all of your devices. So when, you're, when your great. little boy is playing Angry Birds and then gets a sex pick from the nanny to your husband that yeah. you got a snatch that, out of his hand, yeah. then yeah. I can see how that'll send you into a spiral for a year. I can see where that'll make you want to put out an album like this. But mm-hmm. Exactly. So, hey, if this is what's necessary, you know, for her to have a cathartic moment, then right. so be. hope she just gets back into the studio to, to move past this and work on, work on, on newer, better, more inventive music. Than, we'll wait than, for you. I'm, I'm here. I'm still here. I'm yeah. still on board. I still got my... My 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 you know my fan pin and my poster up on the wall. Still got it. Still got it. You've been listening to this dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you next week. <laughs>